Welcome to the Sales Engagement Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Outreach.io, the leading sales engagement platform helping companies, sellers, and customer success engage with buyers and customers in the modern sales era. Check out salesengagement.com for new episodes, resources, and the book on sales engagement coming soon. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Sales Engagement Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Vignolo, Senior Content Managing Editor at Outreach. And today we are joined by Kevin Warner, CEO and co-founder of Leadium. You've probably heard of them. And we're going to be diving into the great debate that is among salespeople these days, in-house versus outsourced sales development. The pros, the cons, the ins, the outs, all of the above. But before we get into that, I'm going to toss it on over to Kevin, who can introduce himself, tell us a little bit more about Ledium and his background and uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Kevin, nice to have you on the show. Thanks, Joe. Excited to be here. Thank you for the warm welcome. Uh, and yeah, just to jump right into it, Ledium, we're really focused on one thing, and that's engaging in just strategic sales development activities to bring sales qualified leads to companies. So any lead generation, sales development, outbound sort of activities, uh, we look to provide kind of a full service from strategy to execution. We're one of the leading agencies we like to see in the market. And we like to say agency because we're not just another outsourced vendor who's trying to do your paper performance lead or, hey, I can source some data for you. We actually try to boil down to, hey, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish as an organization? And then what's the best route to get to that end goal? And then we also look to layer in the actual execution for a lot of those businesses. It's not all together packaged into one. We can actually layer each... Uh, individual item depending on a company's needs. So we really look to become a kind of a growth partner in a way. I think it's a fantastic and it's a good distinction to hit right off the bat the the agency part, right? You're a, you're a comprehensive kind of a uh, partner that, that companies work with. That's exactly right. And, and we're really boiling down that agency mantra this year. And you know, it's become very familiar on the marketing side, right? On the inbound marketing side, everyone's familiar with agencies. Outreach uses agencies probably all day for all sorts of activities from producing this podcast or the Unleashed event, whatever it might be, um, helping with design, helping with inbound strategy and digital marketing uh, strategies. On the outbound side, there hasn't been a lot of attention or focus or credibility put on that same service execution filling that same service need for an organization. And that's where we're, we're trying to kind of fit in and say, hey, there is a value add to the strategy, to the experience, and um, to a more affordable kind of specialized expertise for a lot of roles that you don't necessarily need employed on a day-to-day -day basis. I think that's a good segue into kind of the meat of the podcast today, the debate between in-house and outsourced sales development. Uh, full disclosure, Outreach uses an in-house team. We have a very large sales development team. That shouldn't be a surprise though, because we're like a very outbound heavy shop. We have a tool that caters to those types of people, but would love to hear the pros and cons of both. You know, some solutions are going to work for some companies, other solutions are going to work for others. So let's hear the pros and cons from, from the source here. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's pros and cons to everything and outsourcing isn't, isn't necessarily a good fit for every organization. Uh, we like to boil it down to kind of three markets, enterprise, uh, kind of mid-market, and then small and medium-sized businesses. Outsourcing for SMBs, it is a shoe in every time. I, I'm 
I've never come across a situation where outsourcing sales development and lead generation isn't the good approach. Mid-market, you're starting to fall more into um, what's going to be better long-term for the organization. And then enterprise, we don't necessarily play in on the outsource sales development for enterprise. Uh, it's a hard game to win, right? We consider outreach itself as more enterprise. You're just going after different funding goals or growth goals, a lot of stock put on investment by having headcount, not necessarily that it's a valuable headcount, but there has to be headcount assigned. So it's a different ball game. And we actually say, hey, for those enterprise businesses, there's a better outsourcing solution, which is actually just data lead generation. You know, you guys use some sort of database. We would argue that you know a, a human researcher would add a lot of value. But for outsourcing sales development, we focus on mid-market and SMBs. And really, there's buckets you can then fall into and in why is outsourcing better for these organizations. And in most instances, it boils down to two things, and that's time and resources. And we can categorize now from employment costs, technology, the data, the strategy, ability to scale, ability to ramp, whatever it might be, all of those subcategories, which we'll talk about here in a second, uh, fall into two things, time and resources. Okay, well, let's look through the lens of the, the SMB, the small business. Perfect. Okay. Our uh, bread and butter. There you go. Uh, the, as you would put, a shoe in every time, right? Shoe why in every is time. It, why is it a shoe in every time? It's a shoe in every time for the pure reason of time and resources. So SMBs don't necessarily have salary, you know, the, the ability to pay salary to a large sales development team. Some SMBs don't have, you know, funds to pay sales reps. It's still being driven by founders or um, co-founders, whatever it might be. They're kind of wearing several layers of hats. And one commonality every business has is they need more customers, more clients, right? Very few businesses today say, hey, I'm good, I'm content. And that's gonna be you know, not our market again. But most organizations have the commonplace that they want more customers. Now it's a matter of how much can I afford? I can't afford necessarily to bring in a VP of sales if I can't afford to bring in a VP of sales, I definitely can't afford an SDR whose whole job is just to create opportunities because I can't even pay a closer. But one thing I do need is I need leads. And if you think about leads in, in the sense of what are they, they can only come in from a few channels. And that's inbound and outbound are kind of the two primary. And inbound is incredibly effective as well. You need content marketing. You need digital ad money. You know, that's a, that's a beast in itself. And with inbound, you don't necessarily know who's coming in and when they're coming in and if they're qualified or unqualified, which leaves outbound, which you're getting to choose who you're targeting with what message through what channel at what time. So I know who my ideal customers are. I'm going to go and knock on their door instead of waiting for them to come to my door. So why is it our bread and butter is because most of those organizations, they need that business, but they don't have the resources to go and get it themselves, nor the kind of wherewithal to know even how to start that, that program or that system, who to hire, who's qualified or not. And if you just think about hiring the team member to execute on that goal, if you make a bad hiring move, it could cost you a year or a quarter or, or multiple quarters. And then how are you gonna rebound? If your company's already struggling to grow because you're not bringing in leads, making one wrong move could cost your business you know, its longevity. 
so I mean, this is a this is a big deal. Like you can't just throw some money at an SDR and hope it's going to pay off if that you're putting all your eggs in that one basket, right? If you're a small business, and you don't have the as you said resources to kind of test this out. So outsourcing is probably the way to go. Now let's talk about the things, the considerations that let's say you you are running an SMB. The considerations you have to take into account when looking for uh, an outsource agency or um, or something like that. What are some of the things they need to look at? Yeah, before we jump into that, I think it's a good another point on why are outsource agencies good to begin with. A, just hiring an SDR to solve a problem. Well, the average SDR is only with an organization for a year and a half, and it takes between three and five months to ramp an SDR to where a, their pipeline is going to be. And you can only ramp an SDR if you have the internal infrastructure in order to train them, in order to provide them all the technologies and the sales tools in order to deliver on it. So before we talk about, hey, how do I decide what's a good outsource vendor or not, it's important to say, hey, you can, you can do this yourself, but look at what's going to be in your way, right? Hiring an SDR just to drive pipeline, it's going to be a long process just to get them to where their pipeline's starting to kick in. SDRs are typically the least qualified within the sales pipeline, right? These are young, usually younger people who want to become account executives, don't have the sales experience. So they're going to be put on the front line to kind of get that experience before they can grow into account executives. So you can't just expect an SDR you hire to instantly know what to do. They need that training and coaching. If you just take the SDR cost alone, if you are trying to do this in-house, I think it's, a, you know, the bridge group every year does really good in breaking down SDR costs, but I think it costs an organization about $140,000 on average to have one SDR employed for a year. Why is it so expensive? Because there's a lot of hidden costs that a lot of team members within an organization and a lot of owners will overlook. And that's, hey, you have salary, but then you have benefits. Uh, then you have taxes, right? And, and taxes aren't cheap. Then you have technology costs. You got to get them onto the CRM. You need to give them a program like outreach, right? And outreach has limitations on how you can sign up and annual contracts or not. So you need to give them all of these resources, sales or LinkedIn, you need to provide them access into. And those all have built-in costs. Uh, then you need to pay for that training time. You need to pay for that down a ramp up time. So if you have a, an SDR on salary, you know that it takes three months to ramp an SDR. That means you're covering the cost of that SDR for three months. What happens then when your SDR leaves you after five months? You paid out a lot of money, figure $50,000 by that point in, in all costs uh, without any production because they left and went to a new job. They were stolen. So it can be really damaging to an organization in order to try to do that in-house if you don't have that infrastructure built, which is why we say enterprises are oftentimes a different beast because enterprises have the infrastructure. They have the resources to bring in sales trainers and training programs and people just to build training programs for SCRs. They have a clear pathway for an SDR to become an AE, which might allow them to pay them less money up front because there's, there's just a longer career path. Uh, so before we say, hey, you know, what is a good way to break down who to use, uh, there is a real you know, worry that I like to say, if you are an owner or a VP of sales looking to do it in-house, is what happens if you get it wrong? Outside of costs, which are definite, you then have to pay for data who are these people going to reach out to? 
you still have to find email addresses. You still have to find direct dials. If you go to a database like Zoom Info, Discover Org, again, not cheap, super expensive annual contracts and put limitations on the data you can receive. Outside of that, the biggest value add for outsourcing is the strategy component. What are we doing and how are we going to do it? How do we leverage the technology and the data to get us our greatest results as quick as possible? If you go in-house, oftentimes you don't get any of that. You have to figure it out on the fly, which means you're going to spend more time and more money and more resources to try and hope that you hired the right person to get you to that end goal. Going outsourced, you're able to circumvent all of those barriers to driving pipeline, which that's all you want is you want leads and you want them as fast as possible. In-house, it's going to be a long road. It might never pay off. You could be in huge investments and it can be incredibly disruptive to your company. Going outsource, you can circumvent it all. I feel like you've, you've told the story before. You paint a very apocalyptic uh, picture of, of the dangers of uh, building out an in-house SDR team. So let's, let's just right now agree that the people listening, that they want to outsource, okay? There are some yes. dangers, some pitfalls of outsourcing as well, because you don't, like you, you did say that you are getting a better strategy and people have done it before and the ramp time decreases significantly. So the production happens right away, but you have yep. to pick the right one, right? It's the same yes. thing as hiring someone. You're still vetting a candidate to help you with this process. So what are going back to what I asked before, what are the considerations? What are the things you need to look at? Yeah. Your one biggest worry when you're outsourcing is, you know, the vendor, vendor reputation, vendor ability to execute on what they're promising. And the, the biggest worry you have and the biggest uh, roadblock that you have in front of you is it's a low barrier of entry and it's high margins. Low barrier of entry and high margins means you have a lot of crap in the marketplace, right? And you probably get the emails. If you're a business owner and you have an SMB, you get the emails right now, right? Hey, we can source data for you. Hey, we can do leads for you. Um, it's going to be the same process as if you wanted to hire internally. You need to put your vendor through that same process, right? It's not going to be a two-day close. Uh, you have to have the same kind of red flag indicators popping up as if you were doing interviews. Do multiple rounds of interviews. Talk to, uh, you know, the past employees or clients. Um, ask to speak to multiple, right? Don't just speak with the first one that they present you because if you ask for references, most people are going to give you the best one. And vendor worry is the biggest issue. So you almost have to use your smell test, right? That's going to be one of the best indicators for you in the market. It's not the best thing to say, but the smell test is obvious. Uh, Ledium puts a lot of time and attention into passing the smell test. We produce a lot of content. We add faces of every one of our outsourced team members. We try to put on video and add pictures to the website. So you know who your team is, right? You're... You're inherently adopting a remote team. You want to know who they are. Uh, most outsourced businesses don't want you to know who they are because a lot of them are then outsourcing you know, out of the country as well. These smell tests will be your biggest indicator. If they wrote you a cold email, the email sound a little fishy. It didn't sound like it was that well put together. Does it seem like it has a good organization based here in the US or is it all overseas? Reputation is a big one. And then... Strategy is a big one as well. And have them talk to you about strategy on the phone. A, very quickly, you're going to know, is that vendor just about the margins? 
If they're all about the margins, a clear indicator is going to be they put a young salesperson or a commission-only salesperson on that call with you just with the goal of closing you for three months um, or closing you to a six-month contract. Try to get some strategy out of that call, right? How would you approach it for me? How do you know about my market? Do you have any experience in the pharmaceutical market targeting, you know, large medical device companies? And how would you approach it with us? Uh, how is that different than you approach it elsewhere? If the person you're talking to on those calls can't talk heavily to strategy, clear flag, don't go with them. Because outbound sales and outbound lead generation, it is 100% about the strategy. Everything else is very simple. The strategy that they go with or, or that people use, that's what it's all about. And before you mentioned uh, data costs or, or you know, using ZoomInfo or Discover.org, is that something that gets passed on to the company that is outsourcing or, or should that be covered by the, the outsource company that you're, you're purchasing? Yeah, it's a good question. I always say if you're outsourcing lead generation and sales development and they use a database, don't go with that vendor. <laughs> That's my argument with it. So okay. at Leadium, we don't do any database lead generation because again, you could just take that contract and do it yourself. I'm just trying to play a heavy margins game and the best interest isn't for my end client. If you're outsourcing it to me, I want to make sure that we're doing everything by hand so that we can produce and we can control every variable that's going to go into your outbound program. So at Leadium, we employ over 100 researchers, right? And we hand generate every lead for you that you're targeting specific to your ideal customer profile. So for us, before we can begin working with you, before you ever sign a contract with, with us, we lock in, who are you even going after? Because we want to be comfortable, A, we can source the data, and then B, that we can actually get you the conversion rate that you're expecting to get from an outbound program. So by defining that ideal customer profile, we then have a research team in the back end who become dedicated to your account. We actually assign researchers to your account who all day, every day, all they do is look to source data. And data today is readily available. Right. And if I go to LinkedIn, I can find it's, it's the best database. The problem is it doesn't have contact information, but I can find who the decision maker is within the specific companies I'm going after. Within 10 tries, you can typically find their email address, right? You can just guess. Mine might be first name, period, last name. What, you can go through 10 variations, get to that email address, uh, run that through multiple email validation systems. And then not just one, you have to do multiple just in case they're varying systems. And then boom, you have a valid contact information. And then what additional data do you need? Do you need Facebook followers? Do you need LinkedIn followers? Whatever it might be. By only using what databases have, A, you're stuck to whatever that database has, right? So what happens if I'm targeting ideal customers who don't exist in that database? Are you as an outsourced vendor then limited, right? Or can you go beyond that? Well, if you don't have any channel to go beyond that, now you know that your outsourced vendor is putting limitations into what they can actually deliver for you. And those limitations are on other vendors. There's also a worry about what market are you going after? A lot of SMBs aren't going after CMOs of Fortune 500s, right? Uh, outreach, for example, is going after VPs of sales and sales development leads at large enterprise businesses a lot of times. That data is cheap and easy. Any number of databases can get it for you. But what happens when you guys are going after restaurant owners, 
right? Single location restaurant owners. Mm -hmm. What happens when you're going after HVAC owners? What about lawn care, high schools? What happens if you're going after high schools? What about Catholic high schools and Christian high schools, which one of our clients goes after? There's no database with you know, Catholic high schools, how do you then find out who the principal is? So you have to have a system in where, hey, we're really good. Our backbone is actually the data sourcing and then applying a strategy on top of that. So I would say if you are using a database, another red flag indicator, because you're just repackaging everybody else, putting, you know, a nice little lipstick on it and saying, hey, look, pay us now X amount and we're going to take high margins. Uh, Whereas if we're giving you a human researcher and a research team who work every day doing exactly what you want, then you have a lot of power still as uh, our client. You can come to us and say, hey, you guys are off a little bit, right? I want to start finding Catholic high schools who have over 300 students. Okay, let's go back and let's refine what that researcher is doing. Uh, There are no necessary limitations because we're doing all open source. And I think that that is something that would set a, a outsource agency apart from the rest, that human verification. I used to work for a sales data provider in the space. And I can't tell you how many times we would get calls being like, I need to know all of the uh, mechanics in Flint, Michigan. And we're like, cool. Yeah. Let us know when you find out. Cause there's no, we can get them for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Um, but, but it also goes to say that, that separate markets, right? When is outsourcing good for separate markets? And we said, Hey, maybe appointment setting outsource sales development, not good for enterprise businesses, but really good for mid-market and SMBs on the data side. And the way we set up the data side as an outsource vendor, we actually, that's where enterprises are knocking on our door because the question becomes, Hey, we have 2 million records in our sales force over the past 10 years. However, none of them are accurate. And by the way, we've also changed how we categorize industry. And there's no technology that can just go in one by one and change how we redefine how we you know, tag leads or contacts by industry. We need somebody to go one by one who understands A, the data technology, and then B, can actually validate and enrich these databases in real time. So let's quickly play devil's advocate here. I am a sales leader and I am thinking about building out an in-house SDR team, but obviously there's a very attractive offer on this side to outsource it. I don't want to relinquish control. What is your response to that? It's, that's, that's the one thing. I need to be, make sure these people are in front of me. I need to watch them. I need to make sure they're on top of the thing and pounding the phones and sending emails. Yes. Yes. And we've been confronted by this. A, we've been, um, we've lost customers over sales development reps thinking we were producing too well that they might lose their jobs. So they had to control it all in house because we were out competing with their internal team. And then as a sales development rep, you don't look good at all or leader, you don't look good at all. If you have the resources to start putting together a sales development team, our response is always don't choose one or the other. We are incredibly affordable and we are full service. Full service meaning we package data, we package the technology, we're outreach partners. So every one of our clients gets an outreach seat. So you're using the best of the best technology for outbound and you don't have to take on the contract for outreach, we'll do it for you. 
So we package data, the technology, the execution team. We're actually providing you an SDR to manage the day-to-day. We're providing you a strategist to break down who are you targeting, why, how do we develop messaging. And we also have an in-house content team. All of this for an incredibly affordable rate, starting at $3,500 all in. That's about half of an SDR cost if you're going entry level. But by the way, that includes all technology and data. So you don't even need to be thinking about something else. But if you have the resources and you're looking to do it internally as a, as a team, we say, bring us on as well, right? We're super cheap. We're super affordable. We can make a great argument. Bring us on at the same time. And if your goal is to have it running in-house and you don't want to use any vendor, A, you should start with us because you're going to learn a ton of the strategy side. Things that you will not, will be able to ramp your team, that, that experience and that training and how do we do it and what do we do, we'll be able to ramp it. But while you're ramping your internal team, we can start your pipeline today. We can have outbound launched incredibly strategically within 10 days. And so you're starting to get an inbound pipeline as you ramp your team. Our contracts are super short, three months. How long does it take to ramp an SDR? Three months. So why not at least bring us on? Now, if we make a use case that we're driving ROI, meaning we're setting more appointments that are closing into deals than than what our cost is, then why would you ever shut us off? Even if you have an internal team, run us together because we're making you more money. Within that three months, we made you more money than, than what it took to cost. The second problem is, what happens if two of your SDRs quit within two months because you guys didn't know what you were doing? There was a lot of chaos. There wasn't a lot of direction. If you're only relying on your internal pipeline, you'll immediately have a dip in your productivity, which means your revenue projections are going to drop as well because you're projecting revenue based on the inbound pipeline that's coming in, whereas we can come in and stabilize it. And that's actually what a lot of mid-market and enterprise companies have actually engaged us for is, hey, we have an internal team. We just want an always-on solution so that if three people leave from our group of seven, we don't have a huge drop in numbers. We can actually just put more top-of-funnel leads into the program you guys are running to make up for that exit of those employees while we ramp new employees back up. So my quick take is don't choose one or the other. If you're building a team internally and that's what you want to do, do a side-by-side And I know I'm talking for a long time, which, hey, (laughs) that's the point of the podcast. But one of the biggest benefits of outsourcing to a good vendor like Ledium is the strategy component. Yeah, self-plug, self-plug is the strategy component. We live and breathe outbound. And there's one single advantage we get as an outsourced company that allows us to speak to the industry more so than if you were to go hire a, a VP of sales development or a lead sales development or an SDR. And that's over the last few years, we've worked with hundreds of businesses over 50 different industries, varying sizes, products, target markets, whatever it might be. We are one of a handful of companies who can say that's a bad approach. That's a bad strategy. That's not going to get many opens. Hey, you have a deliverability problem. Here's, how, here's the fastest way you can fix it. Hey, are you even planning for deliverability? Is everybody just emailing everybody? Um, hey, that's bad content. That email will never work. You're repositioning it. You're, you're using the wrong variables. Because we work across so many different industries and markets, we've built the knowledge base. So even working side by side your internal team, we can say, hey, let us coach you on actually how to do this the right way uh, as quick as possible. 
And I think that's a, a good mic drop moment right there. Uh, I was going to ask you for takeaways, but I think you hit all the takeaways right there at, yeah. the, at the end there. That. <laughs> I've done this a time or two, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, if people wanted to learn more about Ledium, and I don't know why you would, because I think you've learned everything here. Um, <laughs> but if people wanted to contact you, learn more about Ledium, maybe pick your brain a little more, how can they do that? Yeah, my email, you can always email. It's kevin at ledium.io. You can always go to ledium.io, learn about how we approach sales development, outbound sales, and lead generation. We have, of course, our own podcast, the outboundsalepodcast.com. You can go to the Outbound Sale blog, which is just all content for sales development reps or any owner looking to engage in outbound sales in a strategic way. Just go to ledium.io, and it's pretty much a treasure trove. When we talk about the smell test, if you go to one company versus the next and just go to their website, you can see who passes the smell test by who lives and breathes outbound sales every day. And that's right, Kevin. I encourage everyone to go check out Ledium. I encourage everyone to check out your new podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening today and especially Kevin for being on the show. And we will see you next time on the Sales Engagement Podcast. This was another episode of the Sales Engagement Podcast. Join us at salesengagement.com for new episodes, resources, and the book on sales engagement coming soon. To get the most out of your sales engagement strategy, make sure to check out outreach.io, the leading sales engagement platform. See you on the next episode.